0: And welcome back to Drag Time with Heclina. It is episode 12. Today we have a very, very special guest. But first, I wanted to let you know you can get exclusive access to Drag Time with Heclina, including video bonus episodes of sideshow revival content, early access to Drag Time episodes, extra special giveaways, participate in interactive events as a patron of Drag Time and find us on Patreon. The more you let people know about the show, the more fun we have. If you listen to Apple Podcasts, rate our show, and leave us a review, visit the website dragtimewithaklina.com to browse past episodes, leave comments, all that stuff. And thank you so much for the tips. You can find us on the Cash App as Drag Time or find other ways to support us. All that money goes to Mark. Now to introduce somebody very special. Uh, I've known this bitch for a very long time. I've uh, actually... There was even a time when I idolized her Um, and I looked up to her and she's been keeping audiences in stitches around the world for more than 25 years. Her song parodies are second to none. You may have heard her hysterical live vocal versions of songs by Britney Spears, Madonna, Mary J. Blige, Christina Aguilera, Cher, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry or Mariah Carey. You can find her on YouTube. Or catch her one-woman show, or she'll be performing stand-up when we can all do that again. Um, Jesus Christ, did I I fucking
1: (laughs) die? Is this a eulogy? Let's give it up for Jackie Beat. Hi, Jackie. Oh my God, that literally sounded like a fucking eulogy. I didn't write it. Mark wrote it. So uh, yeah, Mark stole Mark from your website, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it says 25 years, and it's been 30 years now. You need to update your website, it looks like.
0: Uh, sounds but really, like it. Really, really, who looks at websites? But anyway, Jackie, yes. I have not. It's been a while since I've seen you, and of course, we have all had to hit the ground running with this, uh, you know, doing online shows. Right before we started recording this podcast, you were doing an Instagram Live. How are you paying the bills right now?
1: Um, well, uh, well, I'm staying busy. You know, Sherry Vine and I are doing an in-quarantine series. Uh, I don't want to, you know, start off with, you know, any, anything that'll upset you, but we did the goal... <laughs> <laughs> We did this little-known show called "The Golden Girls in Quarantine." Okay, l- let me just
0: tell people: Jackie and I got into a huge fight. <laughs> uh, this was like months ago, and we kind of it was a, it was scorched earth, and we but we kind of came to didn't we come to an agreement of like kind of whatever, you know?
1: Well, yeah, it, got, it spiraled so out of control so fast that, and got so ugly. I mean, really, it was so, it was very dynasty. Um, thank, God, <laughs> you know, thank, thank God there wasn't a swimming pool around that. And then all of a sudden the phone rang and either you called me or I called you and thank God the other one picked up and we were just like, what are we fucking doing? I, I mean, know. honestly, just like, really?
0: Well, you know, so I was in, a, so I got to preface it all. I was in Reykjavik last August doing a show with Peaches and Sherry Vine was there with uh, Bianca Del Rio. And I just met up with Sherry for lunch while I was there. And it was kind of one of those like offhand jokes. She's like, you know, when are you going to put me in one of your shows or one of, well, no, when's Darcy going to put me in one of, uh, one of his shows. And I said, probably when you stop doing Three's Company or I said something like that. And it all came out, you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh yeah. So, and I was like, Oh well, I guess I got to talk to Darcy, you know, whatever. And then, well, what well, here we are and um you're you're doing your parodies of golden girls, we're doing our parodies yes. of golden girls.
1: Yeah. But and, and yeah. as far as your original question is concerned, Sherry and I did uh Golden Girls in Quarantine, then we did uh Mommy Dearest, Three's Company, Carrie, I Love Lucy and we're doing um we are doing nine to five next.
0: I saw the the Lucy one, it was hilarious.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, you know, there are certain things that of course every gay person is gonna wanna do. And, you know, and just so you know, like when we did Three's Company and we did Designing Women and we did Facts of Life, we read the scripts and we did Who's the Boss. We read the scripts and we were like, this isn't even funny. So we literally The Golden Girls is the only one that we do straight, you know, like the scripts. Right. The other ones we completely rewrote and made filthy and turned into musicals and you know, and I mean between you and peaches it's like you know, you guys pee on everything. Right. Well, you know what? I was having a discussion with
0: uh I think Alaska or somebody about this because you know, uh all people want to see right now is uh, retro stuff so at um at oasis, I was doing three's company with Darcy, and we always go into. Uh, we tell people, OK, after the show, come meet us in the front room and we'll talk to people. And there was this woman talking to Darcy and, and you know, she just watched Three's Company. She's like, what are you doing next? And Darcy is like, well, I wrote a, a, a new show called Bitch Slap. It's kind of like a, you know, a parody of soap operas and her eyes glazed over. And then he said, and I'm doing Sex in the City in a couple months. And then she's like, oh, I can't wait for that. So it just seems like, you know, after a while you realize what pays the bills. Yeah. People don't want to go see original content so much. They want something that they are
1: familiar with. I know. Isn't it crazy? And there's a point. Oh my God. I have so many things going through my head right now. Uh, first of all, I was thinking how late at night during this, you know, pandemic, what do I want to watch? Do I really want to watch like something new and it it sounds dumb, but it's almost like, uh, a gamble or do I want to watch, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show or like the Andy Griffith show or the Golden Girls or just something that makes me feel good. That is good. It was quality. I don't know. There's something so comforting about those old favorites. It's the, it's the reason I'm eating fucking, you know, mashed potatoes with, you know, gravy instead of a salad. Oh,
0: well, uh, let's not go into your eating habits right away. That's a, I'm that's eating, a, I'm that's eating. a segment for a little bit later in the show. Um, I'm
1: eating my feelings <laughs> and I'm watching
0: my feelings. Uh, no, but it's yeah, true. No, yeah, People want comfort right now. It's true.
1: Yeah. I think people... Well, whatever. I just don't think people want to think too much, which sounds crazy. Well, not
0: right now, why should they? The world is a fucking disaster. We have an idiot as a president and we have a pandemic going on and we have, you know, I don't need to tell you, the world is, is crazy. We want to be comforted a little bit. I mean, yeah. I can't turn to alcohol and drugs, so I turn on Golden Girls or whatever. Right, and you, right. and, you and, and-, and you turn to mashed potatoes and gravy, I guess. <laughs> um. Okay. There's
1: that. Gravy. There's that manly cackle I was waiting for.
0: Gravy is not a food group, Jackie. It's my favorite beverage. I have been so inspired by watching all this stuff you're doing. You did a cooking show. So have you found that Facebook Live or Instagram Live, which one works best?
1: Uh, I've been doing Instagram live so I have no idea which works best Uh, I just you know I just I'm like someone's grandma you know I'm not I'm not switching. Sanka with uh, you know <laughs> and you sweet and low works for me.
0: But you just got on TikTok.
1: I did. I haven't done anything yet, but I signed up the other day and you know Can you make money you off know how, can, do you can can you make money off TikTok or what? I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. But I was gonna say something going back to how people want something familiar. That's one of the reasons why drag race, you know, like do you really want to take the time to, you know, and and make the investment to see a drag queen that you've never even heard of? These people are obsessed with the ones that they've seen on TV. And this isn't sour grapes or being bitter. It's a very similar thing to what you're saying. It's like, there's so many great original ideas and so many drag queens that have never been on TV, but people want, you know, the parody. They always want a parody and they always want, you know, a drag queen that they've seen on TV. Yes, I know it very well. And, you know, I booked all those queens at
0: Oasis. Thank God I'm not in a position anymore where I have to book them anymore, because sometimes I was like, you got to be kidding me. The emperor has no clothes here. Like I, I put some queen up on stage paying her $4,000 and... She can't even lip sync two songs, you know. And so I was like, "I've had it with this shit. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm not in that position anymore." And so that, so okay, the most boring question I'm ever asked in interviews is, heck Lena, what do you think about the state of drag right now?" Because because <laughs> it just it just brings me back to RuPaul's Drag Race and all that shit.
1: So uh, yeah. so I'm not going to ask you that question. <laughs> But <laughs> well I have listen I've been talking about it a lot mm-hmm. so I may be repeating myself I mean I don't know how you know what the crossover like does everyone listen to everything I you know do but here's my point we're at a point now uh, regarding drag race where they have con- contestants who are vying to be the next drag superstar who have never performed They've never even stepped foot on a stage. They are these Instagram social media queens, you know, who know how to Facetune and have a bunch of followers. And I also tell people, remind them, you know, who do you think watches Drag Race? Like 14-year-old girls love Drag Race, and that's why, you know, someone like Pearl or Milk, and I'm not even saying these people aren't talented because you know I had written Pearl off. I thought she was really boring. I didn't get it. I thought she was a snooze fest. And then I saw her fucking Instagram and she is supremely creative and talented. Yeah. Like amazing, seriously. So credit where credit is due and Milk is fucking gorgeous and so creative. But my point is like, because the audience are these teenage girls they have to be cute out of drag. Like, you know, oh, I've got a crush on Alaska. And thank God Alaska is very talented and, you know, edgy. And But you know what I'm saying? It's well, they, like, they, it yeah. used to be... It used to be like the reason a lot of people did drag is because they weren't so cute out of drag. Well, it's also uh, I think you, uh, you
0: also have to be white. So what I've noticed is remember when we were in that drag queens of comedy tour and, and this was really I noticed this in New York for the meet and greet was that there was Alaska. There was Willem. And there was Bob, the drag queen and all of these 14 year old girls ran right past Bob, the drag queen and ran over to Willem in Alaska because I don't know. I mean, is it is it a sexual thing? Is it do they do they want to sleep with them? Do they want to be them or something? But I, I feel like some some racial stuff plays in there, too,
1: Um yeah, I mean it's totally possible and you know there's a layer of that that's not even conscious. So no, I I I've, I've talked about this a lot too and um you know we were on tour in Australia and it was me and Coco Peru and then you know a bunch of you know Willem and I think Alaska was there and uh uh Miss Van and we're at the um meet and greet And there's 65 people in line to meet Miss Vanjie. And occasionally somebody walks up to me and Coco and, you know, asks where the 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 bathroom is. Yes, yes. And then once they get up to, to meet Miss Vanjie, they burst into tears. Right. And I'm not kidding you, Coco turned to me and she was like, it's like they're meeting the fucking Beatles. And I have nothing against Vanjie, but it's just so weird to me. It's just so strange. And I, you know, listen, I've said this before. I know I sound like Norma Desmond bitching about the talkies when I talk this way, but it's just strange. It's like, and and I have to tell you because of the whole, um, quarantine and, you know, sheltering in face, as I Mm -hmm. call it, um, (laughs) I have found that something has shifted because, um, I think a lot of people are really appreciating what I do right now. And, and that sounds egotistical, but I just, there are times when I think to myself, like, how good do you have to fucking be to get people's attention? Like how many short films and stage productions and funny things and write for other people? And, you know, like how many song, like how good do you have to be singing my balls off, you know, writing for Elvira, you know, writing for Joan River. like how good do you have to be for these people to fucking notice you? And all of a sudden I've noticed people are like really appreciative because I think they're seeing some of these shows and they're realizing like, oh, the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe they've seen, uh, that
0: one woman show by- or something, and they're like, "Wait a second, <laughs> you know this? Here's here's real talent. I mean, I I, I don't want to just single out, <laughs> but um, that's the most obvious. But she's horrible. Th- that's the most obvious. No, it's uh,
1: totally, it's, I'm totally
0: joking. It's the most obvious thing that pops to my mind because I booked all of them. I watched all of them, and primarily the yeah. uh, pr- primarily the ones who performed before uh, RuPaul's... Like, all the ones that I'm friends with are the ones that's performed at Tranny Shack before RuPaul's Drag Race. Alas, well, Alaska can, and yeah. Raja and mm-hmm. Benda and Jinx Monsoon. And it's true what you said about um, everybody watches that show and they think, I can do that, and they learn how to paint the white stripe down their nose, and they learn how to contour and all that stuff, but they do not learn how to act on a stage. So there's none of that.
1: Well... You can always tell a queen who has, you know, been in a nightclub five nights a week. You just, it's like stand-up comedy. That's the only way to get good at what you do. It's the only way to work that muscle. It's the only way to deal with a heckler. And they all have imposter syndrome. And I just don't think it's fair. And I know this is going to be, you know, I'm not trying to be shady. I'm not trying to... But I just don't think it's fair that people think Miss Van is on the same scale as Jinx Monsoon. Right. Who is, you know, just an amazing performer and a great singer. And there's just a difference between being a personality and being a true entertainer and an artist.
0: And some of them have a talent that, like uh, Kim Chi, is very talented with makeup, but it ends there. You know, so I went to go see I went to go see that show, the Peaches Christ show that she was in. She's so sweet and she's so great with makeup and all that stuff. But That doesn't mean she should be the lead in a show. You know what I mean? All this stuff. Well, I, I don't need to tell yeah. you. I, I don't need to tell you all that. Also, I feel like it, well, it's, yeah, just, it's, it's it's not even a cult of personality because I feel that the Drag Race fans are even uh, they're They're mostly interested in the meet and greet and
1: the photo opportunity. They don't even care about the yeah. show. Um, Yeah. I feel the same way. And, and, and the thing, Oh my God. I have these things come into my head and then they immediately go away. God damn it. The
0: honey join the club. It's called
1: being old. Oh, yes. <laughs> what I was going to say was I love how like, it's our job to talk and we can't even do it. <laughs> um, but we'll, but we'll bitch about all these younger Queens. I know. And I don't want to um, be that
0: person bitching about the young Queens.
1: No, no. Here's the thing. And, and, and I will use again, miss Vanjie. She is naturally entertaining backstage she will crack you the fuck up and you know that's the kind of person who I just don't want to watch them you know what I mean it's almost like well see I'm all over the place here the go-go's when they first started couldn't even play their fucking instruments so you know people had to watch you know the go-go's in concert and they sucked and then they got good and you know right I just don't I just feel like you got to pay your dues and and now you're just becoming, you know, world famous and making tons of money. And, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but there's this club that Sherry Vine and I perform at all the time in Montreal. And they had this drag race queen and showed up late, was supposed to sing two songs and was all confused and said, Oh, I thought it was only one song lip syncing. Oh my God. You know, and then couldn't Didn't even have her tracks and said, oh, yeah, can we look online? And like, oh, just my God. So, and then the audience, like, I guess most of the people in the audience demanded their money back. Mm-hmm. So now they aren't hiring anyone.
0: So, well, here's, here's an anecdote. So at Oasis, Varla Jean Merman was doing... Uh, and, you know, I, I I prefaced this whole thing by saying I'm not going to talk about the state of drag today, but here we are. So Varla Jean Merman was doing... Um, A a run at Oasis. She had like five nights there and she ended her show and then she left. And there was a line around the block when she left for my show that night. And it was a very special guest from RuPaul's Drag Race, whose name I'm also not going to mention. And uh, packed, like you could not move in there, packed like sardines. She came out and talked for 45 minutes, sucked all the energy out of the room, finally did one performed one song. And then she's like, thank you. Like, unable to read a room, people were fainting from heat exhaustion. And, um, and, uh, and people were like, messaging me, that's that was the worst show I ever saw. And I said to them, well, why don't you come to the show next week? We have all these other fabulous performers, you know, that aren't on RuPaul's Drag Race. But, you know, but there you go. There you have it.
1: Oh, God, I want to guess who it is. I
0: will text you who it is after we're done with this.
1: Does her first name start with an A? Uh, yes. Okay, I know who it is. Okay. Hey, you know what? I will say one thing about her. At least she's always on time. Just kidding. No, she's, um, she's not, though. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's the joke, honey. That, thank you. All right, I, I want to get it. I, no, yeah, you, I, 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 because yeah. you know why? Because you love a rim shot.
0: Thank you. Although I've been very good in quarantine, I've not been able to rim or have sex, and I'm a sex. I'm, yeah. I'm a sex addict. I, I'm a, me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a everything I, addict. I have, yeah,
1: I've been really I've been really good too. I've had no visitors. Um, I I, I want to say one thing though. Like, okay, just to go back, and then we'll move on. Okay. I promise. All right. But I don't know if you saw the reunion special. I don't watch any of that stuff. Okay. Well, you know, you probably saw the pictures of Rue in the blue mask yes, with yes. the, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I I I made a meme and I didn't even post it. But it had the quote that Donald Trump gave that said, I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any votes. It's incredible. And that's kind of how I feel about like Rue and Rue's followers. It's like Mama Rue, they've doubled down, they've tripled down. They think it's incredible that she didn't even bother. You know, like, listen, he's at a point where he can just wear some glasses and a man's suit And even if the theme is slumber party or, you know, sleepover, you know, wear some funky pajamas, but like, there was nothing. Like you are on national TV and I understand that we're all in quarantine, but I don't understand what's going on. Right. Like the biggest drag queen in the world, the most successful, famous drag queen who makes tens of millions of dollars hates drag and doesn't want to do drag and can't do drag. Right. Well, we we all remember that episode of Project
0: Runway when she oh, was girl. when she was unable to get her uh stylist and hairdresser there and ended up looking she looked like the Crypt keeper.
1: I'm not I I mean, listen, I actually, I have a certain kinship to every drag queen. Like, I wanna make fun of people, but when I see that picture, my heart goes out to her because, I've done some bad makeup looks and, you know, whatever. Like I can't do a wig and there are people who can sew costumes and I can't do it. Just because I can do makeup and sing doesn't mean that everybody should be able to. But my point is, is like, I mean, it's like there's not even, I don't know. I just don't even think. I, I just feel like it's a lack of respect for the audience at this point.
0: Well, yeah. Don't get me started on her. Yeah. yeah. Let's not, go. let's, yeah. let's, let's move on from her. Um, All right. okay. What's,
1: what's next? Well,
0: uh, it says here, so Mark wrote a script. It says, let's catch up with Jackie Beat. So I feel like, uh, I've, I've talked to you. So like overnight we had to, um, we had to learn how to make money, uh, without being on stage, uh, anymore, or at least for, the foreseeable future, how does it feel to perform in front of this little triangle box? I mean, have you, so you did the digital drag fest show, you've been doing an Instagram live, you did a cooking show, you've been doing your uh, your parodies of Three's Company and Golden Girls. I mean, what projects did you have to like give up on because of the Rona?
1: Well, I was in, um, Puerto Vallarta, when it really got bad, Sherry did a week of solo shows and then we did a week of um, Battle of the Bitches, our, you know, show that we do together. And then I was supposed to stay for a week of solo shows and I just couldn't. I was like, this is changing by the hour. And I, there's no way I can be stuck here. So if they stop, you know, flights, Or don't allow people to travel, which is what is happening. I need to get home. And they had a little bit of an attitude, the club, to be honest. And then, (laughs) you know, no. And then the very next day, you know, we ended up coming home. And the very next day, I heard from people like, oh, Puerto Vallarta is completely shut down. Everything has changed suddenly. And I was like, well, I'm glad I got out of there. So, you know, I lost out on that. And, you know, I just had like a new, you know, a show at Laurie Beachman in New York mm. and, you know, things here and there. But, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me, like, what's it like performing without an actual audience? And let's ask.
0: No, I'm just kidding.
1: No, Never mind. Never mind. I think those jokes work better when it's like somebody like Bunny. Let's let's ask Lady Bunny now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying because it's a little too close to the bone when it's um, – No, moving on, moving on. Yes, come on. What's wrong with us? No, (laughs) I think – listen, I have learned two things, a a lot of things, you know, uh, that – Okay, I've learned a lot of things in, you know, this quarantine. And the first is that, you know, all all joking aside, I am a people person and I actually miss people, but I really do not mind doing shows where people, you know, don't feel the need to... Give me their two cents or heckle or you know when I say you know what and they go what or you know oh, like right right yeah yeah like oh, okay, this is a setup I'm not really asking a fucking question so I don't know it's a weird uh, kind of uh, catch twenty two if you will I do miss people but I I find that performing maybe because I'm crazy and I'll just you know ramble and i don't need people right to, you know i
0: don't need an audience there's also the part where drag has never been easier like i'm only wearing a dress i'm not wearing pads pantyhose shoes you know it's all just from the neck up and and right. and the, the the commute is from my bedroom to my dining
1: room you know and yes and, but yeah. let me ask you a question do you i find that i'm just as exhausted <laughs> when it's over, because also I'll do a bunch of cameos and then make promotional videos. And, you know, I try to do as much as possible. So maybe, you know, and maybe, you know, record my lines for one of our in quarantine things so maybe i'm just trying to do a little too much well yeah no that makes sense like you do it you you you
0: don't get in drag just to do some cameos you wait until you have a show and then you do the cameos then you do all the other stuff i totally get it and it is exhausting and let's face it neither of us are you know Getting any younger. Um,
1: Bring chickens. Yes, right.
0: I was going to say that. Uh, now, the, you were talking about Sherry in uh, in Mexico. And I have to say that when I saw pictures of Sherry uh, in Puerto Vallarta, she was posing for photos with friends. And, you know, she was taking vacation photos. And I thought to myself, does she not realize what's happening right now? Uh, but so, well, so I was so glad to see that, you know, that you guys came back. Because she was posting like yeah. she was posting like nothing was going on, nothing was happening.
1: Well, you you know to be fair, when you're there, it's a completely different world, and you're not getting quite the same. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we were sort of on vacation, and you know, so we were yeah, we were doing these meet and greets, and people are hanging all over us, mm-hmm. and you know, oh yeah, it yeah, Puerto Vallarta was one of the last places to like you know kind of figure it all out, so...
0: But now you're back in L.A. with Jackie. Are you seeing... I um, mean, with Sherry. Now, are, are you seeing Sherry at all, or are you hanging out, or are you just... Are, are, how... Okay, here's the question. How good yes. are you being during quarantine? Who are you seeing in person?
1: Um, I'm being pretty... I'm being very good, but then there's a point where I went over to Mario and Sherry's and, you know, we didn't, you know, square dance, <laughs> but I, I I went swimming and we kind of, you know, stayed, you know, we, we practiced social distancing, but, you know, I know that they've not been, you know, having visitors or tricks and, you know, they've been very careful and I've been very careful. And so somebody was telling me it's called the double bubble, which is this very small like i don't know like little bubble of people that you allow yourself to well sure you have to i mean you you have to see people you
0: can't go through months without any without any social interaction
1: yes well thank god this is happening during a time when thanks to modern technology we can do things like this um how was your love life
0: before all this happened jackie
1: Uh, are you feigning ignorance?
0: <laughs> I am going to, can, can I say the word Badoo? Does that ring a bell?
1: Uh, yes. Now I, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the story, I was dead from the waist down for the past 25 years. <laughs> and that literally I was just like, Oh, I'm, uh, you know, fat femme. Like, you know, just, I, I don't know. It's just like mm-hmm. in the gay world, it was just not good mm-hmm. and nobody cared. And And then Sherry and I went to perform in um, Tel Aviv and she was like, you have to get this fucking app. And I was like, I'm not interested. And she's like, look at this. And I was like, how do I do this? Yeah. She told me, she's like, I turned Jackie on to Badoo. Yeah. So she's like, you're going to be on the other side of the world. And so I went to Tel Aviv and hooked up with two, Oh, Jesus Christ. My knees are getting weak. Oh, my God. Two of the hottest straight... Seriously. ...like Israeli men and just had... And was like, okay, I remember this feeling. And then (laughs) uh, the floodgates opened and, uh, you know, I had rules like, well, I won't have anybody to my house. Well honey. <laughs> yeah. And now the weird thing is, you know, I was always the one who was never having sex and now it's like so weird to be like, Oh, how much longer can I go? I want to invite a guy over so bad and they are literally messaging me. Well, first of all, I'm not going on the app. Mm-hmm. I'm deliberately avoiding it because you know, it's like, if you're on a diet, you don't tie a pork chop around yeah, your it's neck. It's torture. Um, Yeah. So I don't go on the app, but there's a few regulars, you know, I have like this Turkish boyfriend and uh, they keep texting me and I am sort of vacillating and then I feel bad that I even made it sound like it was possible because I just can't do it because I have no idea what they're fucking
0: doing. Right, right. Well, I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of you for two reasons. One, you finally opened the floodgates. And two, and two, <laughs> you're being good right now during the quarantine. But when all this is over, I mean, girl, I hope you get fucked just until you're just until you're blind, because you deserve <laughs> it. You deserve it. I was so
1: happy when Sherry told me that. I was like, thank God. Oh. Um, a- Thank you. You're like, thank God. Maybe she'll be a nicer person. Maybe, I doubt it, but maybe. maybe she'd be less of a bitch. Oh, oh, never mind. Um, okay. Well, if anyone knows it doesn't work that way, it's you. <laughs> you have tons of sex, and you're the biggest <laughs> bitch anyone's ever met.
0: Okay, c- can I tell you a, a, a Craigslist? This is before Craigslist. But there was a guy who came to my house once, and um, this, this was in San Francisco. He just moved to San Francisco from New York, and I was blowing him, and I was wearing a blonde wig, and he looked down at me, and he said, Bunny? No, no, yes, no. seriously. And I looked up at him, and I was like, what did you just say? He said, are you, are you Lady Bunny? <laughs> I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, but, um, but it was hilarious.
1: You know, that bunny is a lot of people's safe word. So. <laughs> Cause it's an instant boner killer. If any- boner break.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So moving along in this script, I hear a, a Marcus uh conveniently had a little script for me. What is your favorite? What's your favorite memory, Jackie, from before Corona?
1: Oh, you know what? Since it did happen right before, I would have to say, like, just sitting in a little restaurant in Puerto Vallarta with Sherry and Mario was visiting and, uh, you know, just hanging out with a few friends and eating these super cheap but delicious tacos and, you know, they were having cocktails and it just was really fun. Yeah. It was just really fun. And um, I think we had this strange feeling that, like, everything's going to <laughs> like when we go <laughs> home, you know. Yes. There was something about, I have to say, there was something about Mexico. First of all, it's beautiful and the people are amazing, but there's some, I mean, God, that like, we were just eating the most amazing meals for like nothing. And, you know, like- Oh God, the, the exchange rate was ridiculous. Well, I, I can't I can't wait till I can travel again. But anyway, uh thank
0: you for that favorite memory, Jackie. And my favorite uh, memory. Now
1: oh, you know what my, <laughs> wait, wait. No, do you know what my least favorite memory is? What? I was I had a photo shoot. It was one of my very first like publicity photo shoots, and right in the middle of it. Behind me the Hindenburg blew up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was a long build up to wow. that joke. <laughs> well, I sucked, I sucked you in. <laughs> Lady Bunny. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. But this is a segment where Mark has brought listener requests for Jackie Beat. And uh, these oh. and these requests are from the attendees of uh, Your Cutting Room and Lori Beachman Theater shows.
1: What? Wait a minute. How does this? What? Yes, what the fuck we, is we that? Got, we got anonymous, anonymous request to ask, would you ask Miss Jackie Beat to please sing a few bars of Dildo's Are Forever? Yes, I would love to sing. That's one of my very favorite songs to sing is Dildos Are Forever. So I will sing a little right now. Are you ready?
0: To the tune of what?
1: Oh, this is to Diamonds Are Forever, which is, uh, of course, Miss Shirley Bassey. It was a uh, James Bond, you know, 007 theme song. And the reason I love it so much is because it's not only, you know, I rewrote it so it's funny, but I can really sing the fuck out of it. And it's one of the songs I sang when I was on the Glaminatrix tour with Dita Von Teese. And I just remember the audience sort of, you know, when I first walked on, there was a slight glazing over, like, oh, a big drag queen, okay. And then I was talking and, you know, doing jokes. And then the moment I started singing, you saw... 3,000 people sort of, you know, lean three inches forward and start looking at each other like, what? And by the time the song was over, they were just screaming and, you know. Oh, I'm so shy, and I don't like to <laughs> toot my own horn. <laughs> toot my own You obviously horn. made an impression, because... Uh, yeah. I'm just saying that. There's nothing like people thinking they've got you all figured That's out, right. and then you, you know, sort of slap them in the face with something they weren't expecting. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> ready? ready? Dildos are forever, they are all I need to please me, they can stimulate and tease me but unlike lame guys dildos do realize what large is dildos are forever take one home and then unwrap it you can strangle it and slap it Better than any man because it never can press charges. <laughs> Yay, Jackie! Yay.
0: Well, you are very talented. And you know what? I was already, I was so ready on this podcast for you to be Jackie beat the mega bitch. But you have just been a, a, a dream to talk to today. You've only been
1: half a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, I got to say quarantine is
0: agreeing with you,
1: Jackie. You're no fun anymore. That's what I love when people are like, you, what? After the show, they're like, you were too nice. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, sorry. Yes. Well, thank you, dear. I had a wonderful time. Is it really over?
0: Well, Jackie, I can't wait till we can see you perform live again. Oh, you know what? I I do have a bone to pick with you. We were actually mad at you at at Oasis. Because you, because you didn't come and do your Christmas show at Oasis this past December. What was up with that?
1: Oh, that's because, yeah, that's because I didn't, I, you know that I flew directly from New Zealand to New York to do my Christmas show at um, the Lori Beachman Theater, and I did my holiday show here in L.A. after Christmas, which I've never done in my life. Oh, wow. So. I was lucky that I got to do any holiday shows because I was in Australia and New Zealand with Dita. Okay,
0: well, I forgive you then.
1: Thank you. Um, And now here
0: we are at the closing remarks where I go, thank you, Jackie B. (laughs) Let's take a moment to tell everybody, Jackie, the best way to find your events and where our listeners should look for you on social media to connect and follow what you're doing. Go ahead.
1: Well... (laughs) Well, on all social media platforms, I am simply Jackie Beat. That is J A C K I E B, like boy, E A T, beat, like what I'm going to do to your face if you spell it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and if you, you know, I also have, you know, you can go to missjackiebeat.com for, you know, all sorts of stuff, including my schedule. All right. Well, you know, you were, uh, is, is this true, Mark? You were like the most, the top
0: requested guest on our podcast
1: it's true whenever you ask our guests who do they want to hear from they want to hear from jackie beat and frankly our uh, guests we've had can't stop talking about jackie beat so we had to have you that's true you guys you know why right why (laughs) they think we're gonna fight oh gosh Uh-oh. I guess so <laughs> you fucking bitch <laughs> fuck you Heclina I rue the day I ever met you oh. and when I say I rue the day I mean the Clanahan, not Paul damn
0: I like yeah. that that's my favorite that, yeah, we'll- that's
1: my favorite rue <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> I do like a blonde rue though like when you're making a cream based soup. oh my <laughs> god shut up okay uh
0: well give my love to sherry and mario and all my friends in los angeles
1: i will join us next week for episode 13 featuring the Boulet brothers thank you to our special guest jackie B. the photograph for the episode artwork was created by jose guzman cologne the graphics are by nancy french this episode was recorded edited and produced by me i'm mark